Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We have on our talk and text line from Oakland Hart, Wilson Alexander from the Baton Rouge Advocate, talking LSU. And uh, Wilson, before you know it, it's going to be LSU spring ball. So thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for having me on, gentlemen. How are y'all? Good, good. Wilson, the big difference, I saw you wrote the article last week. LSU offensively, man, offensive line. When you think about four to five starters coming back, you have Dellinger who has seen a lot of playing time that can come in to fill inside. You can't eliminate the fact that maybe there's a freshman out there that you may have to reshuffle your offensive line a little bit. But when you look at LSU offensively, the two things stick in mind. One, you've got an experienced quarterback that has won, won big in the SEC in Jaden Daniels with a really talented backup in Garrett Nussmeyer and offensive line play. Much better than what uh, certainly Brian Kelly inherited. This is a much better situation, as you say, in that they were, LSU was in this time last year. This time last year, Jane Daniels wasn't even on the roster. I don't think at this point he was even in the transfer portal just yet. Um, that happened you know, around this time last year, and there was so much – uh, a transformation on LSU's offense that happened uh, really just within the course of, you know, a year. And now LSU, all those pieces are already in place. Instead of trying to sort of mix and match and figure out who's going where and uh, where are these position battles and all this stuff kind of up in the air and just kind of making it work and making it work to, a, you know, pretty successfully, uh, I would argue. Obviously, LSU won the SEC West and it finished fourth in the SEC in scoring. Um, and now all that stuff is back. It was only two really, you know, starters uh, departing to the NFL with Kayshawn Booty and uh, Anthony Bradford. And of course, Dre Jenkins, a key contributor, but didn't start necessarily every single game. He's off to the NFL as well, but there's so much that's coming back that LSU's in a really good position offensively. Get this of the four SEC, the four highest scoring SEC teams, LSU is the only one that brings back its quarterback, Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia all have to find new quarterbacks. LSU is not in that kind of a position and it creates a lot of optimism uh, around this group heading into this string. Yeah, like like you say, Wilson. Look, uh, leads LSU to 11, uh, ten wins, SEC West t- title. Uh, that's why I like the fight Tigers with Jaden Daniels. Well, you look like who he's throwing to, and uh, you look at Malik Neighbors. He emerges LSU's uh, top offensive weapon, and what have you done for me lately? Look in the Citrus Bowl, 163 yards receiving, a touchdown, and he looks very impressive. He looks strong in traffic. Uh, I was reading where you were, uh, wrote also uh, just all-around receiver, but who is going to emerge around him? 
Yeah. Uh, is that uh, who, who do you look at besides Malik Neighbors? Is it Aaron Anderson or what? Maybe in the slot, I know, but he transferred from Alabama. But break that down because everyone's familiar with Malik Neighbors. But what about like when you need two or three weapons there? Yeah, Wilson, the other thing is uh, who do you think might be that breakout guy at wide receiver? That's a lot of young talent on this team, but there's a difference between production and potential, so to speak. Absolutely. In the wide receiver room, who's that number two, who's that number three, and who's rotating in? Because we saw this past season that LSU is going to rotate a receiver if it has the guys to do so. Uh, that's probably the most interesting, interesting thing to watch on the offensive side because it's the part that's unsettled. Um, Brian Thomas is somebody who certainly comes to mind. Uh, you know, he's got that link on the outside at six foot four. He's done, uh, been pretty productive for two years, but at the same time, uh, while he had five touchdown catches this last season, he hasn't gone over 400 yards receiving in, in his first two years of college. And, you know, that's not a knock necessarily, but it's just like, okay, now this is the time heading into his junior year, but there's going to be a little bit more on him to step up. It, he's got an opportunity to do so. Uh, he started a good bit last year, especially down those last couple of games, and he's got a chance now to really cement himself as a number two and, and continue to kind of take that step into, like, the elite proven SEC receiver instead of just, um, one of the receivers in the rotation. Uh, Aaron Anderson, who you mentioned, is really intriguing. You know, five foot nine, fast. Uh, you know, so you would think of him as kind of maybe a slot guy, but LSU sort of moves his pre- uh, receivers around. Like Malik Neighbors uh, will probably take snaps out of the slot as well. Um, but Aaron Anderson is somebody who uh, is is really promising and didn't play much at Alabama. Had some injury stuff early in the year. Uh, really didn't play at all. Um, but he's we saw what he did in high school, and if that can translate, then he could probably play. You know, right away in some capacity. And then you've got a whole bunch of unproven guys behind them. I mean, Kyron Lacey, you know, he, he was part of the rotation last year, um, but he's going to have to, you know, continue to take another more strides. Chris Hilton is really, I think, an interesting person to watch because if he can stay healthy, he's got game-changing speed that you don't really have elsewhere uh, outside of maybe Aaron Anderson on this team. Um, and if he can, uh, you know, stay healthy for a season and show what he was able to do in high school that could translate to the next level, He's one to watch for sure. Then, of course, you've got four freshmen, uh, some of them really highly touted, particularly Jalen Brown and Shelton Sampson. Uh, but, you know, you kind of got to get into the college game and see how they do before you really put too much on them and, you know, start showering them too much with praise. Now, uh, Wilson, looking on the defensive side now, um, uh, look, uh, for the second straight offseason, look at LSU, uh, completely rebuilt uh, the cornerback room after bringing uh, back uh, only two corners. And then you got what you signed four transfers. You got three freshmen. Uh, what is your take on that and the significance of that? Then you even look at the nickel safety or the safety position. I mean, uh, you know, when you get like four stars, five stars, and I, I thought this intriguing, like Sage Ryan. Would this be the year that uh, the five star recruit uh, finally has that breakout season? What's your take on him and, and really where they're at uh, with that cornerback position? Great season having to rebuild. Yeah, maybe it doesn't draw the same sort of attention as like a quarterback battle would, but corner is the most wide open and intriguing position battle to watch from, during spring practice and then again into the preseason because you've got a lot of guys who uh, bring some interesting tools and some promise, but nobody outside of probably Deuce Chestnut, the Syracuse transfer, who's really done it over the course of an entire season. Seven Banks, uh, you know, one of the only returning guys, he hasn't really played significant snaps in a few years because of injuries. And then Terrence Welch, who's the other returner, he, he was just a freshman last year, mainly played on special teams. 
Denver Harris was, you know, started pretty quickly at, at Texas A&M, but only played about, I guess, five, I think five, started five games before he was indefinitely suspended. So he hasn't done it for an entire season. Uh, J.K. Johnson hasn't done it for an entire season after playing Ohio State. So Alexander was really, really good at Southeastern, but, you know, he's got to take a step up to a higher level. There's question marks and things to like with all of these guys, and so it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Um, and also who, you know, J.V. Toviano, if LSU actually plays him at corner, if it tries him at safety or nickel or something like that, it's going to be fascinating because, um, you know, these guys can move around a good bit. Depending on what LSU wants at nickel, that could be maybe somebody like Deuce Chestnut or one of these other corners because we've seen that be a really versatile position to cover the slot. And, you know, you can have a lot of different kind of types of defensive backs in that role. But Sage Ryan kind of going into the spring is someone you certainly want to see take that next step. You know, he's a former five-star, like you said. Um, hasn't really broken out just yet. He's had some plays here and there where you thought, okay, there, there he is. And then, um, you know, just has kind of always gotten passed over on the depth chart and never really broken out. But he's going to have a chance to, in the spring, really assert himself at nickel and uh, kind of go from there. But it's going to be fascinating to see how that corner, those two corners, outside corner spots and the nickel safety position sorts itself out. Now, uh, you know, Wilson, when I look at this, uh, obviously these are household names if you're an LSU fan. Uh, but then you have to deal with injuries, and you look at experience, and you look at the depth. I mean, I'm expecting Mason Smith uh, to have an outstanding comeback here, but he's coming off the ACL surgery. And you look at Wingo. I mean, to me, that, that was one of the best stories of the whole LSU Tigers. Recovering now, uh, he won't be participating in spring practice, having a shoulder injury. And then you look at even uh, the safety position, Greg Brooks and Major Burns. You're happy with them. But then uh, you worry about the stability and safety, I guess, as far as the depth. Would that be the same thing? But there's a lot of jobs wide open when you consider you look at interior D-tackle or like a safety. Uh, you know by Brooks and Major Burns or maybe Smith or Wingo. But after that, it, boy, it's going to be highly competitive. Wilson, one yeah, thing man. with Wingo <laughs> is they can't ask him to take that many snaps again. Man, because he, he, look, he look, never got a break. I mean, he looked to be on the field. All the time. They can't do that again with Wingo. they got to find somebody else that, that can play in the middle. There was a moment at the Citrus Bowl when we were talking to Makai before the game uh, at an event, you know, pre-bowl event, and he expressed how excited he was that he maybe wouldn't have to play as many snaps <laughs> during the bowl game that he had played all season because you could kind of tell that it had worn, it worn, worn on him a little bit um, to play as much as he did. He played more snaps than anybody in college football at the Division One level last season. And it's really, really hard to do that year after year, even in just one season, at a position that is so physical, like defensive tackle, and requires so much. So, yes, LSU wanted to go and get help at defensive tackle, shore up the interior, so that wouldn't have, would be able to have more of a rotation this season. Went out and got Jordan Jefferson from West Virginia, got Jalen Lee from Florida. You've got Mason Smith coming back off the ACL. And obviously there's a lot of expectations on him to maybe you know have that breakout year that you thought he was going to have last year. But you got to see how he can do coming off a major knee injury like that. Jacoby and Guillory coming back. So they've got some bodies, though, um, as long as you know everybody kind of stays healthy, um, to maybe have more of a rotation. George Jefferson in particular, I think, was a really great addition. Have a, had a productive year at West Virginia, started every game, and looks like somebody who could slide right in and, and give you quality reps. And so defensive tackle, uh, that'll be interesting to see how it shakes out in the spring because 
Wingo is out with the shoulder surgery, because Mason Smith won't be a full participant coming off ACL, you're going to be able to get a really good look at those guys that you brought in, Lee and Jefferson and Guillory as well, and then maybe some of the young guys like um, Tyke Hill, you know, a freshman last year, and Bryce Langston has been on the roster a couple of years, but the Ed Orgeron staff was really, really high on him when he came in as a freshman. So that's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. And yes, at safety, the depth there is not uh, isn't isn't proven at all. Isn't isn't great. You've got Matthew uh, Langlois, and then you've got some freshmen coming in. But yeah, past Greg Brooks and Major Burns, there isn't a lot there. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe LSU goes after a transfer safety in May once the portal reopens. If there's somebody who they like, just to add some depth because. Uh, Major Burns hasn't actually played a you know, full season just because injuries have cropped up the last two years since he transferred to LSU. So not to say that he can't this year, of course, but just the fact that, you know, football, you are got to be able to anticipate having some injuries here and there, and you want to have some depth in case that happens uh, to behind them. Now, Wilson, uh, looking at uh, edge rusher or a jack linebacker, I want you to comment on that, or just uh, interior linebacker, just look at the linebacker position. You know, all LSU fans are intrigued uh, where Harold Perkins is, but I'm kind of intrigued because now you have to look in this in years to come. Uh, you look at the transfer portal. I mean, what can you tell me about Omar Spites? I'm looking at a transfer uh, from Oregon State, uh, and I'm looking. He was first team. He wasn't like honorable mention. He first team all Pac-12 selection last season. So, I mean, I think that's a plug-and-play right there. Uh, that ain't his first rodeo uh, that uh, I'm expecting big things from him because Oregon State was one of those teams, to me, that they're winning in the trenches. You know, offensive defensive line, uh, what they did last year. And so it seems like he's one of those aggressive type players that I think is going to contribute from the get-go. And he can run and hit. Yeah. The last two and a half years, he has started at Oregon State. Right. Man, uh, you talk about some accomplishments, and Bob, what you bring up is correct. Man, they were a nasty defense. Yes. That, they, that, were, that, that, they were a tough, physical, nasty so, defense. So remember that name, Omar's is Omar Spites. Spite. Omar Spites. Omar Spites. Remember that. Uh, so what's your take on him, Wilson? He's one of the most important transfers that LSU added because of the hole at inside linebacker. Demario Tolan, uh, when he transferred to Auburn, that really exposed how thin LSU suddenly was at inside linebacker with Micah Baskerville, of course, also go, finishing up his college career. You know, Greg Penn comes back, and while LSU fans thought there's one, a lot of them would have liked to have seen more out of Greg Penn this season, he's the second was the second leading tackler on the team. But next to him, you know, there wasn't a, a sure thing at inside linebacker. Well, now you've got one with Omar. Like you said, an All Pac-12 selection uh, tackling machine. He can play. He seems like he's got pretty good coverage based skills based on his tape. He can play out a little bit further close to the boundary if LSU needs him to, and that gives Matt House some options to kind of mix things around on the defense, which you know he likes to do, likes to be creative and be multiple on defense. And Omar's got a skill set that'll help him allow, you know, help that happen and allow him to do that. And that's a, it was it was huge for LSU to get somebody with his kind of experience. Uh, to come in and play right away at inside linebacker. That's absolutely the expectation is that he will start next season and then uh, next to Greg Penn. And that, that, that let Harold Perkins be what he was last year and continue to evolve in a way that's so interesting because he can do so many different things. He's got the versatility to play inside, but I asked Matt House before the bowl game how he wanted to use Harold, you know, kind of going into next season. Would he shift into inside linebacker? And Matt House said that Harold Perkins would – be more so, you know, that free-flowing outside linebacker, pass rusher, use them in so many different kind of ways and, and really 
highlight what he is so good at in getting after the passer and, and try running people down because of his speed as he continues to develop. There's so many different ways to use him and, you know, can kind of, you can, you can do that because you've got someone like Omar inside. Um, that was a huge addition. Let's LSU develop some of the freshmen coming in that they're really high on, like Whit Weeks in particular. You've heard a lot of buzz about, especially coming off the way he played in the uh, uh, U.S. Army All-American game. Um, and his brother West, you know, they don't have to just get thrust right away into a uh, sort of um, into a starting role that maybe lets LSU do so much. They might like to have another inside linebacker because they've only got, uh, gosh, all of a sudden it's slipping out of my mind, but five or six on scholarship heading into next season. Uh, but Omar at least gives you some confidence that especially if everybody else can stay healthy, um, LSU will be okay at an inside linebacker. Yeah, looking at uh, looking at the backups, West Weeks, Whit Weeks, uh, Christian uh, Braithwaite. Uh, if I'm pronoun- he's a summer enrollee. So looking at uh, the linebacker competition there. Now, now Wilson, uh, is it still you think uh, running back by committee, the solid rotation there? Uh, whether you look Josh Williams and John Emery and Noah Kane, short yardage and all that, or Armani Goodwin, and uh, you look coming this summer, Caleb Jackson. Uh, I want you to comment on that. And then also, uh, I definitely want you to comment on this, because whenever Coach Kelly says something, we all know about Mason Taylor. <laughs> and as far as what he did, one of the most productive seasons of tight end LSU history as a freshman and what he was able to do. But Coach Kelly said, who's this Pimpton guy? I mean, I don't know, Coach Kelly, uh, Camorum, whatever, uh, Pimpton says, uh, I don't know that I've had somebody with his raw athletic ability. Think all the players that he's, Witness at and that position. Yeah, and he's coming this summer, Pimpton. He might pimp us out, and we all we all be like uh, wearing Pimpton shirts. And stuff. Wilson, one of the things with Josh Williams, <laughs> man, he he's got to be on the pension plan at LSU, right? <laughs> man, it's like he's been there for like ten years. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been here for a little bit, but you know, and finally, really, you know, getting his chance last season, emerging as that lead back, and even though he'll have you know a similar and heightened role this season. Uh, to answer Bobby's you know question, it will be running back by committee. That's all the indications that you know we, we would have at that spot because that's what else you did last year, and the personnel hasn't changed. You know, uh, same personnel. And Brian Kelly said last year, you know, they, there wasn't Leonard Fournette in that backfield, and that it was going to be running back by committee, and that's what we saw. Um, but what's interesting though is even though LSU maybe doesn't have that lead running back, it has the lead quarterback as its rusher because Jaden Daniels, what he does with his legs. And the way he opens things up in the running game uh, for the for the rest of the running backs, they don't necessarily need somebody who's going to be, you know, a thousand yard plus rusher because Jaden Daniels might be a thousand yard plus rusher. And that's a little bit of a different offense than, you know, maybe else he's used to seeing. And of course, that gets into the whole conversation about, you know, downfield passing and all those things as well. But it, it ends up being productive and it just shapes what else you need out of its running backs. It doesn't need somebody like Leonard Fournette necessarily um, because of what Jaden can do with his legs. And then you piece everything together around him with running backs that have those sort of different skill sets and, and you know, use them and, and put them in the right spots uh, to really highlight what they do best. Um, you know, they've got, you know, a group of four that, you know, was productive this past season, you would think would be able to take another step, especially John Emery, uh, really knocked off the rust last year. It's going to be interesting to see kind of what he can do, maybe finally reach that potential everybody talked about so much uh, as a former five-star. Um, and so LSU, I think, feels really good about what it has at running back for this season, especially because it brings back Jaden Daniels and everything that he does with his legs and then lets those freshmen develop. And at tight end, Pimpton, you know, he was a Vanderbilt commit. 
LSU got him to flip uh, on the, during the early signing period and signed that day, and he's the third tight end signee that they've had. Uh, all three freshmen to pair with Mason Taylor, who you would think just continues to develop as a tight end in this system, uh, which places such an emphasis on tight ends, that uh, he should have another good year as a sophomore if he can continue to kind of work on the things that he needed to in his game. Um, but, you know, he proved himself, especially the second half of the season as a receiver and uh, should continue to you know play well. And then, you know, those three freshmen around him, um, LSU is looking in the transfer portal, keeping an eye on that for in case a veteran tight end enters that they really like, and they want to try to sign someone with just like a year left uh, to bridge the gap to those freshmen so they don't have to do too much. Um, because even though LSU had some freshmen really staying out this year, it's hard to you know get count on that year after year after year. Um, and so they want to bring in somebody if they can. If not, though, these three freshmen are going to have to play because of the two tight end sets that LSU uses. Um, and you'll see it'll be interesting to see how, how that shakes out because. Uh, we just don't know a ton about all of them yet. Mac Markway hasn't played a lot um, really in high school. Uh, Jackson McGohan really emerged as a senior. And then Pimpton is, you know, six foot six with a really wide catch radius. And so there's a lot to like about him. Um, and LSU will really get to know him more uh, come preseason because you want to, uh, you know, enroll until the summer. Wilson, thanks so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Man, spring drills right around the corner, brother. So we got some more football to cover. Appreciate thanks, it, brother. Th- thanks, Wilson. Thanks for having me on, y'all. All right. Wilson Alexander covers the LSU Fighting Tigers football team for the advocate, Tons Picayune. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break on the Big 870. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 